Welcome to Jurassic World. Welcome to Jurassic World Minute, where we visit Jurassic World one minute time. Your safety is our number one priority. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And on this episode, we're discussing Minute 60 of Jurassic World. But before we get to that, heading over to Camp Cretaceous, no, Jurassic-pedia.com, we have another article up here for uh, Camp Cretaceous. This one here is for episode 16, Chaos Fury, which is the final episode of season two, but uh, there's a full rundown on all all eight episodes for season two on the Jurassic Dashpedia at the moment. Pretty much a full play-by-play on what happens in the episode. Um, characters, the animals, uh, all that sort of stuff with links to uh, more information on those characters as well. Yeah, this one, I mean, we've gone through the um, the series episode by episode for, well, I, I think it was our February Minute, or was it the January? Uh, it would have been January when the when the show. January, ended. yeah. So, so yeah, for January, and I, I still think, I mean, when Tiff shot Grim, that was probably one of the. No, I mean actually, I know for certain that was the first time that a character has actually shot and killed a dinosaur with a gun in the series. Mm. So I mean, <laughs> at the same time. I couldn't help but to make a meme out of out of it where she shoots Grim, and then I had a picture at the bottom of uh, Quint yelling, "Back home, we got a taxidermy man. He's gonna have a heart attack when he sees what I brought him." <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also the suddenness of it as well. Like we'd only just seen um, seen him aiming at the stegosaur and almost shooting. The stegosaur in the head before Darius could distract him and stop that, and then mm-hmm. yeah, all of a sudden, bang! Tiff shoots the um, shoots the baryonyx and it's down. And then not very quick after that, we have Mitch aiming at Blue, <laughs> getting ready to take a which, shot at her too, which which is very important that he didn't because if Blue didn't, if Blue was killed at this point, that means that she wouldn't have been able to get to the. Uh, Lockwood Manor, and they wouldn't have stopped the Indom- or the Indoraptor from escaping and terrorizing Auric. There would have been some sort of paradox that the world would have collapsed in on itself. <laughs> All because this guy almost shot a shot a random dinosaur. Mm. And I suppose at the time too, again, you just seen Tiff shoot Grim, 
you're probably not thinking about, oh yeah, Fallen Kingdom's supposed to come after this. You're you're sitting there and this poacher's got blue dead to rights in his in his sights. Um, but uh, again, Darius yeah. being able to start with animals and get them to run away. <laughs> mm-hmm. And again, uh, we get a return of Rexy out hunting again. Mm. Early morning hunt. Yep. I again the CGI for or the animation for Rexy and all the dinosaurs is amazing. I saw somebody post um I think it was on Facebook a comparison of um one of the shots of Rexy that we got on Main Street in comparison to a similar angle uh from the first movie. And it was just so dead on. The first, you know? the first movie is in Jurassic Park or Jurassic World. Yeah, oh, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, yeah. Yeah, it was one of the low angles from when the when she's kind of uh, hovering, her head's hovering over the roof of the Explorer. Hmm. Yeah, well, just looking at the the shot here of um, of Mitch hanging upside down after he's tried to shoot her <laughs> with the bent gun, and she's sort of coming in close. Just that look looks just like her uh, again. That shot where she's above the Explorer. Mm-hmm. Looks just like that animatronic. Looks fantastic. But yeah, instead of, we're not going to go through every every aspect of the last episode. Um, <laughs> head over to Jurassic-Pedia.com for uh, all the articles for Camp Cretaceous Season Two, from the, uh, the episode breakdowns, characters, the dinosaurs, uh, locations, everything. So head over there and check it out. The boys have been doing some hard work getting all that stuff together. Hmm. No, no, bad idea. Bad idea. Great idea. No. We're going to get arrested, they'll shave our heads, and we're going to have to make root beer in the toilet. What are you talking about? Dave, ready to get into 50... No, ready to get into 60. I am. As we minute 59 of Jurassic World, the boys found themselves upside down in a broken gyrosphere, just as the Indominus was looking in at them. As we open on minute 60, she moves the hamster ball around in her arms, before piercing it with one of her sharp claws. Since that doesn't get any closer to the boys, she puts her mouth over the ball, fogging up the glass, and bites hard. Her teeth dig into the glass, seemingly getting stuck in her mouth, as she lifts it up and starts to slam the gyrosphere down into the ground. As Zack looks past his feet at the mouth of the Indominus, he gets an idea, and reaches across and undoes his brother's seatbelt, as the gyrosphere is lifted into the air again and the two boys fall out onto the ground below. At the 50 second mark, as the Indominus lifts the empty ball up one last time, Zack tells Grey to go, and the boys run from the area. Just as the Indominus slams the ball down again, and tears it to pieces. At the 57 second mark, the boys run out into a sunny field, as behind them, we can hear the Indominus crashing through the trees, as the minute ends. As we in the last minute, Zack was reaching for his vibrating cell phone on the floor of the gyrosphere, but the Indominus had found them, and as we continue to minute 60, the Indominus slowly lifts its head after peering at the boys and uh, walks around uh, so she can lean over, lean over the ball, much like she did the Ankylosaur, so she's going for the same kill technique here, <laughs> reaching over, grabbing the gyrosphere on the other side and trying to roll it over. Well, I think it's interesting how when she, the first thing she does when she sees the ball when when she sees the ball here she kind of turns it over in her hands almost like Mm. she's kind of just looking at it and playing with it 
It almost kind of reminds me of like when you hand a baby a um, like a rubber ball. The first thing they kind of do is turn it over in their hands and then bite down on it just just to kind of see what it does. You know? Yeah, yeah. And as she's sort of playing and spinning it around in the one spot here, that's that's only the glass ball that's spinning. That inside mechanism the boys are strapped to isn't spinning. So the gyrosphere is broken at this stage. There's no way it's gonna um gonna work anyway any way it used to anyway but that's when we get the trailer shot here of her lifting that single clawed finger up and punching a hole in the mm-hmm. glass uh is she more powerful than a 50 caliber board or are the dry spheres not just not as strong as uh ingen hoped <laughs> i mean it could be both we don't know exactly how old these jar spheres are either they probably their strength probably deteriorates with time so I mean, we see the Indominus here kind of just basically, first she smashes her claws through and then she is able to bite completely through the, the plexiglass, so. Yeah, well, it's, here we are, we're five years since the park's been opened. Was this the um, the basic ride that the park will open with and more rides come online um, six to 12 months after the opening or or has the uh, drive been there since the beginning? Was it the, uh, the posted, the marketed attraction for Jurassic World, come see the dinosaurs and ride in the hamster balls with them. <laughs> it's also sort of a shame here we got a shot of, um, from the inside as the claw comes through, sending glass flying, yet uh, when we get the top-down shot next, uh, Zach's got nothing on his shirt. <laughs> it's sort of the interaction between the the, um, the CG and the real-life real life characters in the prop here is sort of not really matching up. I do like how her... You can see her breath fogging up the plexiglass, so mm. you kind of see her, um, like the back of her throat, but you also have all that condensation forming on the outside of the ball, and you kind of just get a foggy view of the inside of her mouth. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a good little CG trick there, money saver, where you've got the got the the condensation or the fog from a breath blurring the uh, the image on the glass. So you're not sort of having to add that detail, detail to the shot, but mm-hmm. um, but she uh, rolls the ball around, still on a finger, and uh, seemingly now having a better grip of it. And um, she looks at the boys before so lowering her jaws wide over onto that uh, under the ball, and we sort of get a similar shot here of the boys yelling as she clamps her jaws down around the ball, uh, much like we did with Flex and Tim when the Tyrannosaur burst through the, the sunroof, <laughs> and she's sort of struggling the bite here it's like i think i can i think i can <laughs> but maybe she's um bitten off more than she can chew but then that's when um we sort of get that second that second push and she pushes down against it and her teeth are able to penetrate the glass and i do like the shot of her um of their her jaw here as you can kind of see it almost make a suction on the glass you mm. know yeah and you got like some nice pebbling texture there too Mm. Or molting, I should say. It's like varies between pinks and like a darkish, almost blackish color. Yep. But uh, now she's got a firm grip on the dry sphere. She lifts it up in the air and smashes it down against the ground. And inside the boys uh, yell. And we see the rear of the ball start to spider web. Uh, Zach looks up at the animal's mouth through the fog glass. And his feet are right there. <laughs> Pretty much they'd be inside its mouth if uh, if that glass wasn't there. 
And as the Indominus raises and smashes the ball up and down, Zach gets an idea, and without warning, his uh, brother reaches over and just undoes his harness. <laughs> Sending the, the boys um, falling down out of the hole made by the uh, the broken glass and uh, onto the ground. But there's a bit of an error here in the way this action's happening because uh, the entire time the Indominus has a gyrosphere in its mouth, uh, the boys are seated facing upwards. Uh, and then when she smashes the ball down again, the gyrosphere, you can see it's done a... You can see past Zach, um, the holes behind the mechanism and everything, so it's not just a simple undo the harnesses and fall out. It was on the prop, but not not what it should have happened in the film. Because as soon as we get that wide shot, you can sort of... The Indominus is holding the ball, and the boys dropping down. The seats are inverted and facing down, so the boys are able to fall through that, through that new opening onto the ground below. But something a little bit of movie magic they had to do, they... Mm-hmm. You wanted to have the boys looking up as the Indominus is biting it, then be able to fall out. So you'd have to spin spin the internal mechanism around to uh, let them do that. Mm-hmm. I do recall. I can't remember remember if this was the toy advertising or the in you in universe advertising from the viral site. And you see it in this scene that the jaw was advertised of opening like like 108 degrees or something like that. I know I know it was like wider than a right angle. Yeah, because we got... I mean, we discussed that when it charged the ACU trooper, how it has jaw wide open or something in the marketing or... Because as we know, Hasbro didn't actually release a figure of the Indominus and Gyrosphere that could interact with each other. It was either mm. the, uh, the smaller... The smaller gyrosphere that come with the Lego sets or the little bit larger one that come with one of the ACU vehicles. And that was really it. We didn't get a decent gyrosphere until Fallen Kingdom. I do, yeah. It might have been on her bio or something that um, that come out that, that said her jaw could go um, beyond 90 degrees. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily this week, well, luckily on this episode, we do have some novel comparisons that <laughs> describe a little bit more about how her jaw works. So we'll get to that in a minute. But the boys fall to the ground and they look up as the Indominus lifts the ball up, uh, seemingly not aware that they're no longer inside. And as the ball lifts again, Zach shouts go-go to Gray and pushes him away before following him as the uh, ball smashes down again, right on the ground where they are standing. And we get a bit of a wide shot here of the boys running from the Indominus uh, as it smashes the ball down a final time, sparks erupting from the mechanism inside. And with one powerful blow, the gyrosphere, uh, she pulls the gyrosphere out of her mouth and um, pretty much tears it apart as the uh, the boys <laughs> run off screen, which I wonder if um, it wasn't so much of her biting onto the glass and that it was actually stuck to her teeth after she'd bit into it. It was just like a Could have bit, been. bit of gum she was trying to get out. <laughs> well, we also know that that her she did lose some teeth in here because mm. Owen pulls one out of the busted glass. Yeah. Yeah, so I just wonder if it's, she's bit into this ball like some uh, hard toffee and couldn't get the ball back out of her mouth and instead she just tears it apart, ripping it off her teeth and losing some teeth at the same time. But yeah, but that's when we cut to a nice sunny field uh, as the boys emerge mm. and sprint through the knee-high grass and we can see the Indominus chasing them uh, as the minute ends, But uh, or we can't mm. see it, but we can hear her breaking through the foliage, another sort of... Uh, Reminiscent of Jurassic Park 3 with them trying to escape the Spinosaur. Yeah, I was going to say, this is almost a shot-for-shot recreation of when they're running across the field away from the Spinosaurus. 
You know, the only difference here is it's sunny. <laughs> yeah. Whereas there it was overcast. Interestingly, though, when you when you see there, she's chasing after them. If you look at the Indominus behind them, you can see that there she has a little red mark on her shoulder where she dug out the tracker. Oh, I'll have to look at that next minute. Yeah, that's something that's uh, pretty consistent throughout this whole film. She's got a red pockmark on her left shoulder, or no, yeah, left shoulder that shows you where she had dug out the um, the tracking implant. That's something else I have to keep an eye on. But as you said, they sort of keep it going all the way through the film, so that's yeah. good they didn't they didn't just forget about it. <laughs> Um, uh, anything else on that before we get over to a little bit of a novel comparison I know I think we're good Uh, in the novel um, with its teeth cracked the glass uh, when she's trying to bite the ball uh, just when it seems the ball's too big for a bite the big creature or for a mouth uh, it unhinges its jaws widening its bite so it's sort of got a dislocating jaw like a snake um, well we do know that there's I yeah, we, she does have the snake DNA in her. Mm. Unfortunately, like I said, you'd you'd have to actually turn those genes on. You can't. You don't just. It's not plug and play with genetics. <laughs> we would have had to actually go into the genome sequence and actually flip that flip that uh, gene to active. <laughs> and again, I just think of Masrani. For what what reason would we want an animal to become invisible? <laughs> what, what reason do we need an animal to be able to? bite it more than it can. <laughs> oh, you'll see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's it for minute 60. Uh, Dave, anything else on that before we get heavy for today? Uh, no, I think we're good. All right, lovely. Lovely.